All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 12 on Unspeakable Bliss. So this is part two of a four-part series that I'm doing called Wise Words on Meaning, Freedom, and Joy. And part two is going to cover number 12 uh, through, I don't know, 20. Let's see how many we get through and where we're at with them. Something like that, about 10 of them. And these contemplations, essays, quotes are from about the last year of my life. This is not to be confused with my book. Somebody recently asked me if this was, this was my book. It is not my book. However, my book is available on Amazon and Kindle. And if you want a free copy of it, uh, you just got to, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is Christopher W. Kent and send me a, a message containing your email and I will send you a free copy of a PDF of my book, my first book, Gods and Flesh Contemplations on the Oneness of Being. Similar content material to what I'll be sharing here with you all today. Uh, as you can hear, most likely I am outside and that means there's birds. And you're going to be able to hear the birds in the background. You might hear a dog in the background. You might hear a lawnmower. So forgive the background noises. It is because I'd rather be sitting outside than inside in the office. I'm coming off of a three-day speaker series this past weekend called The Summit of Greatness. Met some inspiring people, saw some inspiring speakers by, by Lewis House, and uh, before I get into today's share, I just wanna share a little bit about that. Uh, Sladka and I have been going down to the summit for, well, this is our fourth time. They had a hiatus with COVID. And it's really interesting being there after attending for four, four years to sort of track my own to, to look at where I was four years ago and to where I am now, today. I wasn't seeking anything. I wasn't looking for a, an answer to, or looking to meet someone big. And it's, I was just there to enjoy, enjoy it, meet inspiring people and have a good time. And that's exactly what we did. It's also where's Latka and I met. So that's just a little little update uh and i'm sure some of some of what was present at the summit will well i don't know i was going to say uh that it, it might per pertain to well in some way it will but if i give commentary on that we will see so uh one more thing Free Being You and Paradigm Shift A Path in the Heart are in full gear going now uh one participant was actually met up with us in columbus ohio this past weekend and if you are interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one or in group uh of in a way of courageously overcoming self-doubt to live authentically free joyfully then send me a message or contact me and we can have a conversation to see if we can make some magic happen together. So if this resonates with you, uh, which to me really 
what what I do and what I share, what I write about, what I have coaching, uh, conversate creation conversations around. It's all about questioning the assumptions that maybe are creating a warped perspective, uh, a warped perception of how we live life. And I'm all about living in the most truthful, joyful, free way. So I sort of consider myself a real life philosopher. And uh, if that's interesting to you and you have something in your life, if, if you want to live a life of freedom, of purpose, of meaning, well, then send me a message. So without further ado, I will get into today's, the next 10, 11 quotes, contemplations, and essays, if you will, that I've collected over the past year. This one is by yours truly, that's me. All the universe is playing a single note and everything and everyone is a manifestation of this single sound appearing to itself, a self playing symphony knowing itself in all form and formlessness. Ah, there's more to it, but it's just, that's just so good. Like, that's a good one, Christopher. I'm going to read it again. All the universe, all the entire universe is playing a single note and everything and everyone is a manifestation of this single sound appearing to itself reverberating within itself, a self playing symphony, knowing itself in all form and formlessness. Yeah, let that land. I'm gonna be publishing a second work soon, so I'm very excited. Maybe that will go in it. The only problem humanity faces is denying that all is the divine. The singular problem that humanity faces is denying that all is the, is the divine within myself. That's my singular problem. When I deny the divinity within, when I deny the divinity without. Whether we call it God, love, or oneness, truth, the divine, what I point to is that which is all. So that means you are that we are that. The only thing keeping any being from seeing that all is the divine is the misperception that there is anything other than this, that there is the misperception that there is anything other than the, the divine itself. Love God. The only thing keeping any being from seeing that all is the divine is the misperception that there is anything other than this. I didn't mean to read that a second time. I guess we needed to hear it. Removing judgments, we see clearly. Okay, so that's numero uno. And I'm going to, the commentary I'm gonna offer on this is a objection that I have heard speaking to the 
futility of what I just shared with you. First of all, it's art and art need not be defended. However, when it's making philosophical claims about, eh, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know that I am actually making a philosophical claim about the way life is. It simply is a, a piece of artistic poetry that came through. However, if I'm being genuinely, uh, being honest with you, I do feel that the only problem humanity faces is denying that all is the divine. To say this another way is to say all is God or God is. And this is something that's woven in many different spiritual and religious texts. And the, and the reason why it's said that this is uh, useless or futile is because someone will say, well, yeah, so what? So what? They're still killing. So what? There's still murder. So what? There's still, yeah, so what? God is. So what? Well, I may have stumped myself here. If God is all that is, and if we are a part of that, looking in on itself, a part in the whole, a whole in the part, maybe holographic. If each of us really did understand that, and I mean understand, not just know it intellectually, but if we had an experience that we all are, the creative expression of the divine being expressed here now. How that happens, I don't know necessarily how, but if that happened, if there was a true, clear recognition, undeniable experience that we are not separate, and we are, in fact, all one or to say another way, God is, well, then I, I don't know if there would be as much violence or hatred or judgment. I don't know if there would be any. And I actually do know how. I do believe that this is demonstrably provable. And I'll share with you right now how that is the case. And if there's anyone that refutes this, or if there's holes in my uh, argument, if I'm somehow missing something, I want to know. So please message me and let me know what I am missing here. This is something I've collected from, well, first and foremost, my own experience, but I've, I've <clears throat> sort of taken some of what Bernardo Castro, this uh, a philosopher and also Rupert Spira have said, a teacher of non-duality and a bunch of other teachers and, and, and boiled down, well, really the work that I do, this singular realization. And to me, it's, it's, I can't, I've looked for how it's flawed or how it's incomplete or how it's um, 
playing some sort of mental trick, but it isn't. And it isn't psilocybin mushrooms. It isn't even necessarily meditation. It's a very simple experiment. We're going to do it right now. So if you want to do this, uh, now's your chance to see how all is inseparably one. And you are that, and so am I, and so is everyone. And everything. And this came up yesterday. Just yesterday, I was talking to Zodko about what this next thing I might publish would be. I'm thinking about the title, What Am I? What am I? This I, the most common word that you use, that I use, I. What is it? Who am I? Who are you? What are we? Good questions. And this came up in our conversation yesterday because one of the speakers this weekend, actually, I have his book sitting right here. It's called The Genius of Jesus by Erwin Raphael McManus. Uh, he wrote this. He was saying, what is it to be human? What does it mean to be human? And I was questioning the assumption that's inherent in even that question. If I'm going to really fundamentally look at my direct experience, and I'm being super technical here, because I think when we're trying to uncover assumptions that is, have been made through, in this case, I think a scientific materialistic lens, we have to be technical. We have to look at the most, like, what are we really saying when we say, what does it mean to be human? Well, I would say, what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be aware? Do I really even, do I know that I, this I, the I that I most commonly refer to when I say I am happy, I am sad, I am, this common experience is I, but what is that I? Am I human? most fundamentally what I am and this is the experiment right here I invite you to see if this is true by your own uh, experience it doesn't matter if I convince you of this this isn't about convincing this is about having a direct experience for yourself because I would submit that you're already having this direct experience what you are what I am is simply a subjective field of awareness. There are things, sensations, objects arising to that subjective awareness. Right? Right now, it, my voice is an object arising in the subjective awareness, subjective awareness that is you. This may be the screen if you're watching whatever is in your visual field, these are all objects, or to put it another way, patterns of excitation, different patterns arising. My voice is a pattern that is arising. Your own body is a pattern that you are, you are aware of. And again, I want to define you or I, because I'm using you and I synonymously as the subjective field of awareness. So for short, I could just call it awareness or consciousness, which this is using the word consciousness in a very different way than most people use. The, they think that the body is conscious. 
that consciousness is a byproduct of the body or the mind. I'm saying it's the other way around. From our experience, the most directly experiential thing I can really look into, and if you really look into this and see this, because you already are, it's so obvious that we overlook it, you will see, you will see that you are seeing a, a field of inseparable subjective awareness. And within that field, excitations of patterns arise and fall. One might be a more consistent, a, a seemingly consistent pattern, which is your body. And I say seemingly because it changes all the time, right? Every seven years, all the cells in our entire body are replaced. But what is it that is aware of that? It is you awareness. You is that which is aware of this subjective field of experience. And it's there's nothing separate. It's all appearing to and within awareness, the world, your mind, your body, your loved ones. And it's, there's nothing outside of this awareness. And interestingly, the patterns are modulations of that subjective field of awareness. So anything that appears or seems to come into the forefront of what we're focusing on within awareness is made of awareness. And this, this is, again, I'm not purporting even non-duality. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you to look at what you're experiencing. Every thing is, you have the field of awareness. And I, I like to think of it like a sheet, okay? So here's a sheet, this sheet, I think of it like all around the world. And underneath the sheet, there's these like shapes and objects and sounds and people that take on a sort of shape, but then they, they fall back when we die, the body. And there's just awareness, just, and so everything, and I say thing with emphasis on thing because things appear, but really it's no thing appearing as every thing. And this is, yes, in fact, what I have seen into on, um, well, in meditation, uh, sober right now <laughs> with a high dose of psilocybin mushrooms, not suggesting that, but it is so obvious that it is overlooked. I think this is what St. Francis meant when he said, what you are looking for, what you are seeking for is what is looking. So let me know if, if this brief sort of contemplative exercise allowed you allowed you as if I was the one doing that. It, it, this is just the way that it is. <laughs> uh, our true nature is, is inseparable. And so, yes, I do think this is what Jesus and people mean when they say, if you really knew some, I'm paraphrasing, that you were the other, the other, would you cast that stone? 
would you, could you rip someone off? No, it's you. It's all you. Everyone in this inseparable, even quantum physics proves this now. There's nothing separate. What is what, like, really, when we look at it, it's, it's all, even if we just look at the definition of God, it's God itself. If God is the creator of every, of just the creator, and I'm not talking about some man in the sky necessarily, I'm talking about the, the energetic principle that is responsible for creating every, everything ever. Well, obviously, then you and I are extensions or have been created in the image and likeness of that. We're part of it. There's nothing separate from it. One more analogy that I want to give for this, because, well, I think experiencing this is the most, maybe the most important thing when it comes to living in harmony with all of reality. I think of the uh, the world. Let's use the world as a, as a sort of a, I think it would be a metaphor for this. And again, it's a very technical example. There cannot be anything unnatural in the world. And yes, there's certain processes, gases, fire that, that make what's called inorganic, inorganic compounds, but it all came from the world. It all came from, it's not, it's not even like we're going to another planet and bringing it back and saying, here, here, this is unnatural. No, everything in, in the world is natural to that, as in it came from the world. So it would be ridiculous to say, to take something in the world. And even if it's the most, what would be like gasoline, I guess, burning, burning of fossil fuels. Technically it's natural. It's coming from the world. It would be ridiculous and absolute nonsense to say that that's not, that didn't come from the world. Right, that's not what we mean when we say it's unnatural. Maybe it can be negatively polluting the environment. Sure, absolutely. I don't disagree with that at all. But to say that, what what is separate? If even if it's not God, even if we don't call it God, we live in one unending, expansive, subjective field of awareness. And in that field of awareness, if I call, can call that consciousness or awareness, what is separate from it i haven't found anything okay so that was my super long commentary on the first quote we're not going to get too far today <laughs> this this was supposed to be a four-part podcast maybe it'll be longer than that we'll see Okay, I'm going to jump right into this next one. This is a commentary, something I wrote almost a full year ago. 
This morning, I finished listening to a podcast that highlighted our global situation as a result of the agricultural, industrial, and technological revolution. More specifically, the powerful effects that social media and artificial intelligence has on our world, for better and for worse. Not so ironically, the partial result of this this technology is the very platform that you're reading this message on, which is true. I'm recording this on Zoom, and I'll share it probably on Facebook and Instagram. So not so ironically, this maybe is how this piece of this piece of information is meeting you right now. After listening to this, by the way, this was an article from the Consilience Project. Uh, I think it's uh, why technology is not values neutral, something like that, consilienceproject.com, and you'll be able to, they have some really excellent articles on, on these issues. After listening to this article, I found myself intently asking, how can I help? Can I even be of help? when these forces seem so powerful. What else can I do? I brought my contemplation down to the river. I was in Costa Rica at the time and literally called upon nature, asking her nature take, asking nature's take on this. After about an hour of sitting there, this was the message that I received. I flipped my phone open and began recording what came through. Trust, trust in the higher order of nature of which you are a part. Trust yourself as you are, for you are an expression that has come through and is part of nature itself. We are only separate in appearance. You are birthed of me as I am endlessly birthed through your current perceptions. You are birthed of me as I am endlessly birthed through your current perceptions. The only choice you have is to not resist what is. For when you are identified with resistance, you are not saying yes to the deep internal trust that there are many solutions that benefit all beings for now and for future. These multifaceted solutions will be implemented through the very trust you and I share in now. Therefore, your trust in action and in heart are called upon now. This flowers into future solutions of becoming created by your current way of being, allowing you to witness every variation of solutions that spring forth. As you see, this is an unending enfoldment outwardly and enfolding inwardly again and again. So, wow, that was... what that was. A couple of hours after receiving this message, I hosted my weekly living non-duality meeting 
where we covered some of the above. Ultimately, it came back to offering full trust in the unknown, as well as acting intentionally instead of being immobilized by fear and misbelieving that one's identity is exclusively and powerlessly at the mercy of a hostile and cruel world of which nothing can be done. The point is, you can actually be in full trust of yourself, who you are, and what you do matters. The point is, you can actually be in full trust of yourself, who you are, and what you do matters, but only immensely and only in an extraordinary way that you can fulfill. What you're doing matters. And no matter how small of an impact you think you have, it matters. I'll end with a fitting quote by fill in the blank. If you can guess who said this, or you know without looking it up, put it in the comments. So I, I shared this on probably Facebook. Huh, okay, good thing I remember who wrote this. Everything you do in life will be insignificant but it's very important that you do it anyway. I think I remember at least, I believe that's a quote by Gandhi. Wow, okay, so this is a pretty, profound <laughs> this is this is why i like the words extraordinary extraordinary as Aldous huxley would say extraordinary it's extraordinary i think i'm going to read a couple of more and then we will call it a day because this is uh, this is some big extraordinary stuff Profound yet. Profound yet, all we ever see. <laughs> okay, this is another one of my writings. Today's mostly my writings, it looks like. Being naturally. Duality is a construct of the mind with the purpose of drawing an illusory sense of separation and limitation a supportive limit insofar as survival and safety of the appearing organism is concerned between the body world and others, enabling the apparently separate body mind to experience other body minds, the world around it, and to orient the apparent mind and body in apparent space and time. And again, I'm saying apparent here again and again, because these are the uh, patterns of excitation that appear in subjective awareness, all of which are only actually subjective awareness itself appearing to itself. One sees clearly this apparent limitation is just that. The body and mind appear within our singular experience 
that is of non-dual consciousness or awareness. This is already the experience that is happening naturally. In other words, the world, all minds, all bodies, the entire universe, every concept, belief, the idea of separation and duality itself seemingly arise and appear within our shared non-dual awareness that sees through the very eyes which are hearing, reading these words right now. When one knows by experience that this apparent sense of being a separated and exclusively individual body and mind is a result of beliefs and feelings stored in the body and the first step has been taken to experience oneself as one truly is, which is pure non-dual consciousness that includes all of existence. This is our natural state of being that we all return to, have come from, and truly have never actually left. You will never get out of your mind or finally reach freedom because that place does not exist. All that exists is the current existence and awareness. Duality is subtly recreated by the mind that's seeking freedom or liberation in a future that never comes because it already is. Simply see that one is already indivisibly and totally free now. See this not by looking for it, for in looking for it, it is missed because it is what is looking. Therefore, it's not an it. So this seeing is known simply by naturally being and in the timeless recognition that already is, all that is, is seeing, is the very same essence, existence, awareness, consciousness, you, me, us. Well, my commentaries on the previous one, I think illuminate almost everything I said there. Sometimes I read this stuff and I'm like, man, I can't believe I wrote that. Because <laughs> I'll get into, a, I'll have these ideas that I want to, excuse me, and I want to put word to, and then finally it hits me and it like sort of comes through. That was one of them for sure. Okay, let's do uno mas, and then I'll see you later. I'll see you when I'm looking at you, whoever you might be. A human being is part. Oh, okay. Here's a here's a a quote by. Albert Einstein, that he, and Einstein, I got the smart, one of the smartest dudes in the world backing me up here. <clears throat> a human being is a part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts, and his feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires, 
and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. Einstein said that. Einstein. Hmm. Okay. I think that's a good place to leave it for now. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on unspeakable bliss. I'm very curious from you, whoever you are, if you gave this episode a listen, if you uh, contact me in, in the variety of ways, Instagram, Facebook, maybe you're a dear loved one of mine and you have my phone number. Let me know if this, not only if it makes sense, yes, if it makes sense, but also if you are having you're I'm in fact communicating the experience which I'm talking about and 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 it is also obvious to you I'm so curious about that because this is so ordinary it is so who we were as children and I think our mind just conditions us out of the remembering of the absolute miracle that is being is you that is me that is us okay uh and if you want to dive deeper into what i've shared experientially because that's what's happening anyway and you wish to live a meaningful joyful life of freedom and authenticity well, there's Paradigm Shift. I have another group beginning and one-on-one -on -one beginning September 24th, earlier if it is one-on-one, -on -one, where we work, play, discipline ourselves to live in alignment with nature, with, with our desires, with who we are truly, if you desire that send me a message and we will talk about it airplane in the background and uh just so everyone knows you can expect at least once a week every week i will be releasing an episode here on unspeakable bliss so thank you for your time your valuable time and attention you could have been doing anything else but for whatever reason you chose to be here with me listening to this so out of all those infinite options that you have uh thank you genuinely from the bottom of my heart for choosing to share this time this space in contemplation with me on unspeakable bliss peace